Hi, I'm Natalie Yeadon. I'm one of the co-owners and managing directors from Impetus Digital. And today on Courageous Conversation, episode six, I'm going to be talking about machine empathy. And is there a role in a time and a place, especially during these days of unrest with the COVID-19 pandemic that is that we are all finding ourselves in? And one of the things that's really interesting here about this is there is a whole history in a past very, very near about robots telling jokes, chat boxes, um, acting like life coaches, and there's all kinds of algorithms that have been existing, but now we're suddenly taking it very seriously. In this time of you know patient-doctor um, relationships, especially as we're talking about viruses, vectors, transference of this virus, how do we keep people safe? How do we actually flatten the curve so that we're not transmitting this in a rapid place, that hospitals are safe, that people can actually get remedied in a quick way? is suddenly we have to look at this physical dynamic and what do we put into place to ensure that we're still providing love and attention and empathy and all of these things that we know historically has helped with people's health. Um, we've actually found that you know in this sort of dehumanization right around the 18th century um, and uh, Michel Fugault wrote about this uh, as he started to talk about how people started becoming just statistics and numbers and even recently with electronic health records, how we've been dehumanizing the physician-patient relationship because we're just looking at screens in front of us now, we're looking at numbers, we're looking at the, the algorithms and the protocols that the administrators are putting in front of us about what we should say, what we should prescribe, how much the patient needs to pay, and suddenly it becomes a very regimental and a very interactional um, type of uh, uh, interaction basically it becomes very functional and it doesn't really include a lot of human emotion so in amidst all of that in the dehumanization process we have to be very very careful of that especially now when there's the social distancing or i would actually like to reframe it as the physical distancing can we actually still include some sort of social element to this so we've been seeing some historical uh, opportunities with this with chat box like Wobot. I remember when I first got introduced to this a few years ago, how cool I thought it was that I had this really interesting, almost like personalized little machine or um, virtual assistant or sort of a digital psychologist that was teaching me all kinds of things about cognitive behavioral therapy while you're talking to them like a friend. So it's almost like text messaging with somebody else but it, feel, it can almost feel kind of real, although it's with a machine. Um, lots of other companies have been working with that. There's been a, a virtual assistant called Nadia and other kinds of robots like Neo or Pepper. And so these have kind of been introduced in our life, but it's always raised the question, is this as good as a physician or a nurse or another allied healthcare provider? What about the real sense of touch or empathy or emotion? But we're finding more and more um, that machines are coming to the rescue, that these algorithms are helping out, but more so than ever we need to be considering this, especially in areas where there's a detriment or concern for health of the healthcare providers. How can we have, have machines or algorithms take up some of that space, sort of going beyond the traditional way that we've been thinking about things? And this time, we almost have to think about that this is sort of a blessing in disguise it's the catalyst that we might have needed to really push our thinking, to really encourage us to move forward 
with some of these empathetic machines. And we've actually seen some of these in, in really great movies like uh, Ex Machina, um, which is a movie that was talking about a very, very smart machine that has real emotions. Or for anybody who's seen the movie Her, again, an algorithm that actually has human emotions. So we're getting into that place of the singularity or the movement towards this, you know, artificial um, general intelligence. But, you know, can we propel that? Is there going to be a benefit to being able to build trust with a machine? And they actually did studies to show that when you ask patients who actually had some mental health issues to speak to either a real human or a robot, the majority of people actually chose a robot because they felt that they would be less biased towards them or, or have less, um, uh, you know, building sort of, you know, ideas about what that person is and thinks. And so they would feel freer to speak to a machine, which is counterintuitive. So, Ultimately, the concern comes down to alienation, and we're kind of going through this right now with COVID-19 is anxieties are building, depressions are building, people need people to talk to. You're seeing all kinds of things going on in YouTubes and Twitter and Facebook Lives. Bands are playing, choir, choir, choir is showing up, and people are singing in these collective groups. People are doing online trivia. People are doing all kinds of things to have some sort of human contact. But can we do more for some of the undercurrent mental health issues that are sizzling and burning underneath? The feelings of loneliness, the feeling of disconnection. And so where can machines and algorithms come in to create meaning and to build some of those relationships um, that may not necessarily be human? So we know that there's a couple of Japanese companies that have been working on things like SoftBank has been working on a robot that tells jokes and is multilingual. Uh, another company called AIST in Japan, building um, an interactive robot called Pero, P-A-R-O. Uh, this actually is like a little, it's in the shape of a baby seal, and it actually navigates this idea of animal therapy. So this baby seal that you can stroke and love, um, and it's a machine, it's not a real, real animal. So again, as anybody starts to really get worried about animal virus transmissions, these kinds of robots might come very handy, especially in nursing and aged homes. Um, there's also uh, another company called Soul Machine that has created a uh, humanoid that uh, is called the Baby X Project. So it actually, it's a virtual reality view of a baby. And when it smiles at you, they actually measured some of the impact on brain waves and how it made people feel. So it doesn't even have to be real for people to actually capture some positive emotions and positive feelings. Same thing in uh, a company called Embodied Labs. They do a lot of training and they have built um, a VR called We Are Alfred, and it helps to mimic the dimensions and the dynamics of a real 75-year-old man. And so teaching medical students on how to deal with the factors and effects and issues and how to empathize with somebody who is older. And another one that I actually found recently was a company called Medical Cyber Worlds who created a VR called Empathic. And this is actually a training ground for students to be able to practice empathy with a machine and not a real person. So utilizing all kinds of different ways for doing medical training and for being able to really treat and manage people's sense of anxiety and depression, especially during this COVID-19 period. So we have to ask ourselves the question, how do we do this? And how do we do this quickly? 
How do we have companies pivot? Um, how do we actually get the big pharma companies to start pivoting into electronics and other electronics companies getting partnerships with pharma companies? How do we get physicians to start talking about this? At Impetus Digital, we believe everything starts with a conversation. And we at Impetus have built some best-in-class collaboration tools in a safe, secure, uh, medically compliant platform where these conversations can take place asynchronously. People can actually work on documents together, they can have discussions, they can share ideas, and they can build things so that we can start to create a gravitas around machines, about uh, algorithms that can feel empathy and that can actually help foster and employ a place of safety and security, especially in these days of unrest. So we encourage you to check out the link below on our Impetus digital platform, all of the different things, the different functional groups, how, you can, how everybody can start the conversation about how do we do this, how do we start this, and how do we start to really, truly, positively disrupt healthcare. I feel like this is a great opportunity for us to do this, and Impetus Digital would like to be able to contribute in some small way to these really courageous conversations. So until next time, live courageously.